Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, December 5th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. Well, they did it. Buckeyes made the college football playoff. As you all know by now, they are the number four seed. They will play defending national champion and top seed of Georgia in Atlanta on New Year's Eve at 8 p.m. They did it. And Listen, I the did they back in stuff? I don't even care. Like, I'll get into why I don't care. But, you know, first of all, you could say um, Ohio State. First of all, Ohio State had the best resume of the contenders for the fourth seed. Second of all, here's why I don't care anyway. Um, I mean, what happened last year? Georgia got housed by Alabama and then turns around and wins the national championship. And we also remember 2011 when LSU beat Alabama in the regular season. This is still the BCS era. And then Alabama and, and LSU – yeah, LSU. Did I say USC? Um, you, LSU beat Alabama and in 2011, and then Alabama and LSU had a rematch in the national championship game when only two teams even qualified for, you know, for it. And Alabama won then. So I don't even care if they backed in. They have their chance. Now can they take advantage of the opportunity? This is not some David versus Goliath matchup. Now, you know, Georgia is favored and rightfully so. They've looked like the better team. They're the defending national champion, which really shouldn't matter in this discussion. But, you know, um, but, you know, I think it does a little bit. Um, they've been the better team. But you look at it, um, Ohio State, they're playing in Atlanta. They'd be like Ohio State if you put a dome on Cleveland Brown Stadium or you put a dome on the Bengals Stadium playing it there or playing it at Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. So that's a, another advantage for Georgia. But you look at it. First of all, I don't know if you guys are into the football power index that ESPN does with the win probabilities. I don't, I don't know. I don't put a ton of validity into it, but it always interests me. We always include it in a story when we do the point spreads. We always throw the win probability in there. Well, Ohio State has a 42% win probability in this game. Okay. 42%. That's not bad. You know, when Patrick Murphy had his, um, you know, Bucknuts happy hour yesterday, I jumped on there and, you know, he was asking like what I thought of Ohio State's chances, how confident I said, I feel like it's about a 60, 40 game, Georgia, you know, and that was before I saw this. So it's even better than that. Buckeyes are six and a half point underdogs. Okay. Again, I mean, they're an underdog, but you know, a little bit less than a touchdown if you include the extra point, of course. So six and a half point underdog, 42% win probability. Listen, I think they have better than a puncher's chance. 
I'm not predicting Ohio State's going to win yet. I'm, I need to break it down more. I've started to look at – the stats are unbelievable. I don't know if you guys have seen this. So, so Georgia is – okay, so check this out. Check out how close the stats are offensively and defensively for Ohio State and Georgia. So Georgia will come in with the number seven total offense in the country. Ohio State will come in with the number six total offense in the country. The Bulldogs have the number nine total defense in the country. The Buckeyes have the number 11 total defense in the country. So Buckeyes sixth, Georgia seventh in offense, Georgia ninth, Buckeyes 11th in defense. I mean, this is, listen, you can say, well, Georgia's played a tougher schedule, and I would agree, but I still think this is a, a somewhat of an even matchup. And it reminds me a lot of 2014, although – I'm more confident about this game right now than I was in 2014, I'll just be honest, before the Alabama game. Despite Cardale getting that 59 to nothing win under his belt, I, I just wasn't sure if they could go down to New Orleans and beat that Alabama team. But you look back on it, I mean, Blake Sims is probably one of the worst quarterbacks to come through Alabama. And thank God uh, Lane Kiffin didn't give the ball to Derrick Henry enough that game. But the Buckeyes still were the better team. All right, so we looked at that. So, yeah, I don't care about backing in. Um, by the way, Nick Saban embarrassed himself. He's he's the goat. You don't need to come out there like a used car salesman, you know, not even good used cars, like bad used cars, like Yugos, you know, Pintos out there. You know, you had no chance of making it. Don't embarrass yourself. And I don't know why people are even giving him that platform. ESPN doing it didn't surprise me. Why is Fox giving him that platform to go out there and embarrass himself and grovel and beg? When he, everybody knew he had no chance. He had two losses, and then he's saying that he had two losses to top 10 teams. Buddy, that'd be like Ohio State saying that they have a win over top four Notre Dame. It's not when you played them. It's where they're, where they're ranked now, as we all know. LSU's not a top 10 team. If four losses, get out of here. All right, just embarrassing to see him do that. It's kind of funny, too, wasn't it, to see him grovel and beg. All right, the Jackson Smith and Jigba question. I don't have a definitive answer. I keep hearing different things. I've heard he's done, but this is before. This is when he thought the season was over, though. Um, you know, he's been away from the team. He's, you know, we know he went down to see Dr. James Andrews. That got out right away. It's been a little bit more hush hush. Although I've talked about it on the podcast a couple times. He went out to California to get a second opinion. I know he has people in his ear telling him shut it down, but now things have changed. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I have a definitive answer there. My gut tells me he's he's not going to play because until I hear otherwise, the last I heard was everything added up with all the, you know, people in his ear saying he, he should shut it down and he had kind of made that decision. And Ryan Day was very um, coy when asked about it, but said that they, they would announce something in a few days. So we'll see. Hey. It's like the, the college football playoff itself at this time last week. So you're telling me there's a chance. So, you know, it sounds like there's at least a chance. I'll put it that way with JSN. I'm not ruling it out, but I would bet against it. I would hope I'm wrong. So, so there you go. And then Michigan, obviously, is playing TCU in the other semifinal. We talked about Ohio State's win probability is 42%. Buckeyes are six-and-a-half-point dogs. Michigan's win probability is 66%. So, you know, 33-ish for TCU. So, again, I mean, TCU has a decent chance in that game. TCU is nine-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Wolverines. Hey, Michigan earned it. It's the matchup we all wanted, you know, 
get that two seed, get to play TCU. TCU is a good team, but they're still the worst team of the in the college football playoff. Ohio State would be favored over them. So, okay, I asked Ryan Day about this yesterday. It seems like the, the guys have been able to recover and they are fired up, that you get a second life. And that's dangerous in sports, as we all know, man. You, you think you're down and out, all of a sudden you get a second life and you're a dangerous team. Maybe this woke you up. Haven't been an underdog all year. Even the Michigan game, they were favored by nine. They were double-digit favorites in every game except for Michigan, but they were favored by nine against Michigan. They haven't been an underdog in a long time. And Ohio State as an underdog is dangerous, as you all know. They were under, underdogs in all three games in the 2014 postseason, including the Wisconsin game. They were four-and-a-half-point underdogs against Wisconsin, the game they went 59 to nothing. They were seven-point underdogs against Alabama, eight points maybe. And they were seven-point underdogs against Oregon in the national championship game and smoked them. I mean, it was close there for a while. It was kind of like the Ohio State-Michigan game this year. Oregon got up early with that touchdown, and then Ohio State kind of just slowly took it to them and then pulled away in the second half. The point is Ohio State is dangerous as an underdog, and now they're an underdog. And not only are they an underdog, now they're an underdog who thought they were dead. Okay? And I asked Coach Day, you know, they're saying all the right things, but is it a challenge to get your guys back up? You know, or, or is it maybe is it easy for, to get him like, you know, back up based on kind of the stuff that he was saying on TV yesterday before his press conference here with the local media? Um, you know, and he said he didn't say it's easy, but he said just unequivocally, like the guys are hungry. They are like fired up and they're ready to roll. Um, and I thought it was good. They had two practices last week. Um, they were preparing as if they were going to make the playoff. They were preparing as if Utah was going to win or. Turns out it didn't matter that TCU lost, but, you know, um, thank God for Utah. Way to go, Utah. Everybody give Utah a standing ovation. You don't have to stand. You don't have to stand. Sue, I've heard this same rumor. This is floating out there. Sue is asking. I'm sure we've had other people ask this. I just end up seeing this out of the corner of my eye. Sue says, I've heard that JSN may not be academically eligible any truth. I've heard that rumor, too. First of all, he's an extremely intelligent young man, but the reason he'd be academic, academically ineligible, obviously, is because um, the rumor there is because he hasn't been taking classes because he's decided to go pro. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get that worked out, and that's why Ryan Day was like, well, we'll know in a few days. I don't know. This is why I'm not going to go out, and I'm not – until I know more information, I've heard all the same rumors you guys have. I've heard that he's out. I've heard now he wants to play. I've heard there could be some academic snafu. I've heard all of it. OK, and until I hear from a really good source or sources, plural. You know, but I've heard the same rumors. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Sue, because that does sound like there could be some legs to it. Who knows? Who knows? And I've heard people say, like, who cares about the NCAA at this point? But Ohio State, you know, Ohio State does things with compliance. There's no way they're going to play a kid if he's academically ineligible. They do things above board. Um, so uh, but hopefully he's able to play. We'll see. The way Ryan Day answered that was so interesting yesterday about Jackson Smith and Jig. That was so it wasn't it wasn't just like because when he answered questions about like is he going to play this week and you knew he wouldn't, and I'd be hearing from sources he's out for particular games, and Ryan Day would say, "Oh, well, you know, we'll see, we'll know later in the week," and he kind of would say it like almost in a depressed way. He kind of said it like almost like in a hmm, kind of we'll see way. So we'll see. 
All right. So, I, you know, I think that they will be good. I, 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 I don't think that was that was coach speak on Coach Day's part about they're these guys are fired up and it's it's he again he didn't say it's it's easy to get them fired back up and it doesn't sound like it's going to be some huge challenge. It feels like the guys themselves are just okay. Let's go now. Let's go now. They got embarrassed against Michigan. Thought the season was over as far as you know playing for the national championship and now they have new life. And I'm gonna, I don't and again I don't care if they backed in. It's happened. It happened last year with Georgia. It happened with Alabama once. So great. You know, if they win the national championship, I, I <laughs> that's all that matters. All right. I want to see better special teams in this game. I, I just, you know, you can't, I mean, obviously the, the, the fake snap, the fake punt that wasn't was just an absolute blunder. Uh, I, I almost feel bad for the long snapper. Kid's a redshirt freshman and everybody's mad at him now. And, but still, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how he's the only one in the field that doesn't have the signal. And I put some of that on coaching. I don't know how Parker Fleming doesn't have, you know, Parker Fleming, who was promoted from a quality control coach, now in his second year as a full-time, you know, I mean, quality control coaches are full-time coaches, but an actual position coach, I mean, that's a big bump for a guy that was a, a quality control coach. You know, no big-time experience as a, as a position coach at this level. So, I don't know. I, I need to see better special teams. And you guys know I love C.J. Stroud. But if you watch the Bengals, yes, I'll just use Joe Burrow as an example. Is he a running quarterback? No. Two or three times a game, Joe Burrow breaks the defense's back with his legs. He's a hell of a passing quarterback. He's got hell of a wep weapons around him. Two or three times, I'm not talking about called quarterback runs. I'm talking about the play breaks down, and he busts his ass and dives and gets a first down and puts his body on the line. You know, Max Duggan for TCU, Caleb Williams – we could go on and on. You you have to do that. Stetson Bennett will do it. He's not like very. He's not a very good athlete either. He'll do it. You have to do that a little bit. I, I love CJ. I think both things are true here. I think you can love CJ. You can, you know, admire his skills. He's the most accurate quarterback in Ohio State history, in my opinion. He's a fantastic passing quarterback. He is a, an incredible young man. I want to see more dog. I think, I think both things can be true. Okay. I want to see a little bit more dog. You're not going to beat the dogs if your quarterback's not a dog. You're not going to beat the defending national champions in their house. Not really their house, but pretty much their house. If your quarterback's not a dog. Cardale was a dog. Okay. Craig Krenzel, as bad as a, as a passer he was, dog. And I know it didn't work out in the national championship game with Troy Smith, but dog. Okay. You got to be a dog. And I love CJ. So I almost like feel bad even saying that, but like I just watch it. I watched it with Joe Burrow yesterday, and that's nothing new with him. You know, I watched it with every quarterback that played during championship weekend. You gotta put listen, it's it's a violent sport. I get it, but like you gotta do it. And if it's the coaches telling him not to run, if it's Corey Dennis, if it's Ryan Day himself, stop that. Okay. Now is the time to put that out the window. And it puts you at a numbers disadvantage because the defense now knows you have a quarterback that's no threat to run. Okay. So they can crash the defensive ends. They can do a number of things that they would not do if they thought your quarterback was a threat to run. I mean, there's times in the Michigan game, if they just did a boot, if they faked it and did a bootleg, I mean, just easy touchdown. There were times on scrambles he should have run that he didn't. I'm talking about like two or three times a game. I'm not asking for JT Barrett. Okay, I'm not asking for Braxton Miller. I'm asking for Joe Burrow. Okay, two or three times a game.
yeah, called a couple quarterback runs too. They did it against Maryland. I don't know where it was against Michigan. Bring that back out against Georgia. You have to. All right, I want to get into running back recruiting. Um, and by the way, Bill Curl, if, uh, Ohio State needs to hit the portal hard this offseason. I'm not going to get into specific names. I'm going to save that for a different show. But Bill Curlick has a story on our site right now breaking down the transfer portal, um, you know, focusing on guys that Ohio State might look at. You know, I'm sure they'll lose some guys too, but I bet the net will be a positive for Ohio State. Yeah, they'll probably lose some guys, but I bet the guys they bring in will be better than the guys they lose. Because the guys they lose will probably lose because they're not starters. But they need to hit the portal hard this offseason, and it sounds like they will, in many, many positions. You can't do what you did last offseason. You can't bring in a kicker on scholarship when you already had two kickers on scholarship who wasn't even eligible for half the year. And the other two guys you bring in are Tanner McAllister and, and Chip Traynham. You have to hit the transfer portal harder than that. It's like recruiting in this day and age. You can't basically blow off the transfer portal. All right, I'm going to get into running back recruiting for 2023. Now, I'm going to start with a young man that is ranked as the 116th running back in the country. Why am I bringing him up? He's committed to Buffalo, but Kentucky just offered. Young man is Lamar Sperling. Okay, the reason I bring him up is because he's Ohio Mr. Football this year. Ohio's Mr. Football. Akron Hoban led his team to the, to the uh, state championship game. They did lose to Toledo Central Catholic, but it wasn't because of him. He had over 300 yards rushing in that game. They lost by a touchdown. Okay, let me tell you his stats this year. Been a lot of good running backs come through Ohio. And Akron Hoban is not playing an easy schedule. Okay. 3,867 yards. So almost 4,000 yards rushing. And he state record 58 rushing touchdowns this year. 4,000 yards almost. 3867 to be exact. 58 touchdowns. Now he's 5'10, 180. And you're saying there's a reason Buffalo is his commitment right now right I, I get it there's a reason you know, even Kentucky has stepped up okay well Alabama hasn't offered I listen I get all that but I'd still offer him a scholarship I just would I watched this kid he's 5'10 180 that doesn't mean he'd be 180 at Ohio State you could get him up to 200 no problem and keep it keep his speed he's tough as nails his balance is great makes people miss he and he can run you over I think he deserves an offer now I also like they have, have offered Jamarion uh, Wilcox, who's ranked as the 61st running back in the country. He'll, these rankings will change. I mean, Jamarion Wilcox had a tremendous senior season. Young man out of Duncansville, Georgia. Um, so, But I want two running backs in this class. You know? And if they can get Reuben Davis and Jamarion Wilcox, then you know, disregard what I said about offering um, Lamar Sperling as much as I like him. But I don't know about Reuben. Reuben Owens sounds like an NIL thing to me. Uh, Reuben, for those that don't know, Reuben Owens, the number one running back in the country. So I've talked about the 116th best running back in the country, according to the composite, the 61st best. Now let's talk about the number one running back in the country. Reuben Owens from El Campo, Texas, committed to Louisville. However, Louisville's coach just bolted for Cincinnati this morning. I never thought I'd see that. And I know Cincinnati's joining the Big 12. I, I get it. But I still think, I'm still surprised to see a coach leave Louisville for Cincinnati. Unless the Bearcats are giving him more money, which they probably are. I don't, but I, didn't, I also didn't think the Bearcats would outbid Louisville for a coach. 
So, but Scott Satterfield is leaving for UC. Does that open the, the door back up for Ruben Owens? Maybe, but I, again, I think this is an NIL thing. So I, I, I don't know about that. I think they're going to get Jamarian Wilcox if I had to guess. So there, there you go. That'd be one. And if you can't find another one, and maybe Lamar Sperling would be like turned off at being like plan C or whatever you'd call him. I don't care. Um, I've seen enough. I'm not saying he'd be a future star. There's 85 scholarships. This kid deserves a scholarship. You take flyers on kids all the time, one, one or two. I mean, Mr. Football in Ohio with 58 touchdowns, a sco- uh, state record. And it's not just the stats. Watch him play if you haven't watched him. This, kid's the, this kid is the real deal. Read what other coaches say about him. They can't believe that he doesn't have more offers. Like Ohio, Ohio coaches, opposing coaches are apoplectic when they are asked, like, how come he didn't have more offers? They're like, I don't know. You have to ask the colleges. But wouldn't be the last time a late bloomer gets some late offers here, okay? So we'll see. We'll see. But I think Lamar Sperling deserves a Buckeye offer. All right. Thank you guys for joining me for the show. Really appreciate it. There was a lot to get into. We bounced around a lot. Buckeyes are alive. Staying alive. Let's go with Pearl Jam's alive. That's the, the theme of the show. Pearl Jam's alive. We're not going to do the BGs. We're going to do Pearl Jam. Thanks to all of you. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.